everyone today is june 19th 2021 this is the dual assessment your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! duel links my name is green ranger quite a few quite a number of things to talk about this week kcgt qualifiers has wrapped up so we know who is advancing to the next round we'll look at some of the top decks that were submitted to duel links meta check out what they were and maybe even go through um other interesting decks in the top 100 and talk about where the meta stands right now upcoming skill changes four ch- skills are going to get changes in the next week we'll see what they are kaitenjo event second acquisition event for kaitenjo a couple of new cards and a new skill and a new structure deck ex all fit all based on gaia so my week in dual world the kcgt was very uneventful for me and this one uh either shows my decline or compared to KC Cups, um, I did a lot worse. My win rate was probably in the 40%-ish. And um, normally I'm above 50% duelist, but this time I just didn't really care. I phoned it in and um, got a pretty low placement, not even close, not even trying really. And I've gotten back to ranked duels just to get to a decent place. I've been playing Witchcrafters to good success. Just putting in the minimum each game. I'm almost out of Platinum into Legend. And I'm, I'm at the point where I don't really care if I hit game games, but I'm playing Witchcrafters, having a lot of fun with that deck once again. I think Witchcrafters were the deck that I played, that they were my summer deck last year. So I'm, I'm getting back to the one-year anniversary of me playing Witchcrafters, which is pretty interesting um like i got like king of games june july and august of 2020 uh, with that deck um getting back to it let's start off with esports this week kcgt top decks we're looking at the top decks that were submitted to duelings meta so it's not really complete first place act cyber style cyber dragon old deck gets first place a lot of one-ofs in this deck. We've seen Cyber Dragon pretty much reduce their monster core just to four monsters, Cyber Dragon, and three Cyber Dragon cores. They were heavy on losing life. But with the nerf to Cybernetic Overflow, they've had to compensate and scale back on that a little bit, or else they would just lose right away. So this deck, um, a lot of one-ofs in this deck. Storm, which is interesting. The limit one card. Uh, Drowning Mirror Force. Cybernetic Overflow is a limit 2 split with Cybernetic Fusion. Herald of the Abyss uh, works well to lose life points as well. 3 Book of Moon, 3 Cosmic Cyclone, 3 Fusion Gate, and 2 Cyberload Fusion. 3rd place, we don't know 2nd place. 3rd place, Zade King, Automata Play, Automat. This is, you know, the deck has pretty much gone standard with the monsters. They run Utopic, Automatopoeia, Zubavan, Chote, Gaga, Gaga, Coat. Gaga Head, Dodo Dwarf, Gogo Glove, Gaga Mancer, Gaga Sister, and Dodo Buster. And really, um, they all run three Dodo Draws, one Gaga Wind, and some amount of Gaga Bolts. Really, they just have like three spots where they mess around with back row, two Book of Moon, and Mystical Space Typhoon here. Little Faker, fourth place, Anamata Play, Anamat, same thing. Um, limited variation in the deck they do run three utopic onomatopoeia as opposed to two a true nate in this deck as a one one split with gaga sister 
Book of Moon Mystical Space Typhoon. Only one Gaga Bolt. This one translates to Cairo, Destiny, Draw, Ritual, Beast, 5th place. Um, you know, old deck again. Um, some generic good cards, Lightning Vortex, Mystical Space Typhoon, Book of Moon. Book of Moon, Mystical Space Typhoon are pretty much in every deck. Shinya, 7th place, Destiny, Draw, Thunder Dragons. This is interesting for running Caius the Shadow Monarch, which is a level 6. Um, not very impressive. Uh, tribute Summon, target a card on the field, banish it, inflict 500 damage to your opponent if it's a Dark Monster. It's really um, trivial effect, but free banish on a 1 Tribute Monster, which is level 6, which works with the rank 6 Xyz plays that this deck specializes in. This is 8th place player B. Ober, Cyber Style, Cyber Dragon. Some unconventional choices here. Two copies of Into the Void and Mirror Wall. Mirror Wall works well with Cyber Dragons to lose those life points. So, ninth place, Fatal 5, um, Luna Light. This is an interesting deck. Fatal 5 is a skill we rarely see, but if a monster attacks 5 times during one turn, you win the duel. So, the whole goal is to get a monster... Get your opponent's board full and attack them with the Cat Dancer, who can attack twice per turn. So you're pretty much attacking six times that turn, and you get to pretty much win the duel. It's a pretty interesting deck. There's some stall components with two copies of Tri-Fortress Tops and three Sphere Kribos. Fire Formation Tanky has shown to be elevating various Beast Warrior decks like Luna Light here. Uh, Cyber Dragon again... 12th place player played Harpy's Hunting Ground Triamids, Cyber Style Cyber Dragon, Flight Control TG. So the first appearance of TG in 12th place. 14th place played Flight Control TG. Lord by Darkness, Thunder Dragons in 15th. Buns with the first Harpy deck at, at um, rank 16. Or Cyber Dragon. Luna Light at 18. Anamai 19, Harpy at 20, Sunri Santi, the player from Iraq. Uh, Resonator deck, first Resonator deck at rank 22, and first um, Fish, uh, not Fish deck, Water XZ's deck. So Sav playing Resonators and Water XZ's. My third place player used Thunder Dragons, 24th Cyber Dragons, 26th just ran Resonator. More Resonators. Harpies at 29. Elemental Heroes at 30. So it's the first Elemental Hero deck here. Harpies at 31. Magnet Warriors at 32. So Destiny Draw Magnet Warriors. Triamids at 34. Flight Control TG 35. Harpies. Luna Light. Uh, Yosenju. First Yosenju deck at 43. Water XDs. Automat. Uh, Resonator, Toolbox Resonator, I guess, Harpies, Thunder Dragons, Cyber Dragon, Thunder Dragon, how much here? Destiny Heroes at 54. Shiranui at 58, Sun Sun playing Shiranui. Uh, Luna Light again. Bunch of stuff, this person running Crystrons, Luke Tyler at 62. Shirinui at 64. Looks like Shirinui didn't really make it. Snifus. Witchcrafters at 67. Grit Witchcrafters. The 8th place player played Grit Witchcrafters as well. Beat down Destiny Hero. Destiny Hero and Triamids. 
Witchcrafter and uh, Thunder Dragons, Anamot, Harpies. We see Fire King invoked at 82 with Drizzles. Um, Black Wings at 84. There. The Obelisk uh, Resonator deck at 93 with Mythyard. Element Sabers at 95, negative 1. It seems like all the Duelings meta community guys, um, top player council guys, are running the spicy old decks. We see um, Evil Eye at 99. Goki at 105. And like we're going back through time here. Megaliths at 111. I think that's it. Um, that's it. So that's the KCGT in a nutshell. Just going over one uh, more tournament here. This is the Duelings Meta Weekly 180. Uh, we see Resonators pretty much being the top dog here, um, but it's not. It's not complete domination. There's still Animat. There's still Harpies and other decks. First place, Adobo Boy Demons Resonance Hero Resonator. So. The whole hero package here is three copies of Element Hero Stratus and Destiny Hero Plasma. Now, how this works is Plasma will special summon as long as you have three monsters on the board to tribute. So the Resonators and the Wandering King Wild Wind work pretty good in swarming the board. Now, it's just another out for you, I guess. If your um, dragons and, and stuff don't really work out, that's like a play you can make to um, steal the game from your opponent or to flip around a strategy. Elemental Hero Stratus pretty much just works to tutor Destiny Hero Plasma when you need it. And really, the deck utilizes any level 4 monster. These guys are Wind Warriors, so they don't really... They're not Fiends. There's Doom Caliber Knight, sure, but the deck just works really well with any level 4 monster into getting a Synchro Summon uh, like um, Synchro Summon into a level 8 or higher. Because their guys are like all in like, multiples of 8. Uh, Red Rising Dragon 6. So it's like a Resonator plus Stratus. That might work. Yep. Non-Tuner monster. So the Resonator is the level 2 Tuner. That's a Fiend. And then the Stratus could work as a just generic level 4 material. So that's a real strength of Resonators. They're us- utilizing all these level 4 monsters. It could just be good and not have a place in the meta. Second place, V Bella 4. Demon's Resonance. Resonators, this does not have the um, Elemental Hero package. And it's pretty much, you know, the standard Doom Caliber Knights, the Utility Fiend, 3 Wandering King Wild Wind, 3 Crimson Resonator, 2 Red Resonator, 3 Book of Moon, 3 MST, 3 Resonator Call, 2 Treacherous Trap Hole. Really, Resonators... They've, they've just that Jack Atlas box has shown a ton of value in be- becoming the top meta deck, and it's better if you even have these uh, limited edition. Well, Book of Moons a selection box card, but MST is from Antonomic Theory, so I have to dip into multiple boxes there. Up for Bixie Anamata play Anamot. You know, like I said before, the deck has very little variation in the monsters they run. Really, and this deck just runs three Mystical Space Typhoons. And top four, Eat My Broccoli, Demon's Resonance, Resonator. Again, we're seeing another good 
level four monster being played in Kaiku the Ghost Destroyer, who combats graveyard play. So like, he inflicts damage. You can banish cards from the opponent's graveyard. They have that along with the Doom Caliber Knight, and a hallmark of a, a, like a real play that they always have. It's just because the Red Resonator can help you gain life points, uh, like in massive amounts. You run Solemn Scolding. Solemn Scolding is just a very good card that just never saw play because you have to pay three thousand life points. So it's a it's a it's a play you put in your first turn. You pretty much win the game because you negate what your opponent does that turn and um, gets you a huge step towards winning that game. All right. So then that goes into the Duel Links meta power rankings. Not too many changes here. Resonators are still the t- sole tier 1 deck at 21, uh, s- falling down a little bit. Tier 2, Thunder Dragons down a little bit, 10.7. Harpies down a little bit, 8.9. Anomat has sh- shot up a few points at 8.3. Water Xyz down a little bit at 7. Sheer Nui and Cyber Dragon are new additions to Tier 2, 6, and 5.1 respectively. Tier 3, we have Tech Genus coming on at 3.3. Yosenjus and Fire King have been moved off the power rankings list all right so there's first item are the upcoming skill changes these are coming actually next week june 21st to 24th so unlike previous events or cups this doesn't really change anything uh normally from a KC Cup, they would take the most powerful skills, the most used skills, the most abused skills, and they would nerf them. Um, various other skills that are weaker, they would have buffed them. This one is just changes to four skills that never really had much of an effect on the meta. Three of them are kind of like buffs. One of them um, being more exclusive, I guess, but it's a little bit of a nerf. Let's go through the skill changes. These are more about getting these skills into the game. First one is you're getting on my nerves, which is a uh, shark skill. Um, this was a skill where it was like, when you had a monster destroyed by a battle or card effect, next turn you can increase the attack of a water Xyz monster by 500 until the end of the turn. Uh, now, with the buff, uh, if you could call it that, it can also be used when your opponent controls a monster with 2500 attack or more. Um, same could be used once per turn and twice per duel. So now there's basically two activation conditions. You can have your monster destroyed, use it next turn, or just by your opponent having a 2500 attack or more. So this helps. If you think about the Water XC deck, what do they use? They use Abyss Dweller, uh, Hope Woven Dragon Spider Shark, uh, Bahamut Shark, maybe, um, and then Foley Armored Black Ray Lancer. So, the Hope Woven Dragon Spire Shark pretty much covers the monsters that are bigger. So, you know, it debuffs everyone by 1,000. So, your guys are pretty much good. The Abyss Dweller normally sits at 2,200. We have no more materials, you're at 1,700. So, typically, that's a pretty weak monster, except you just want it around for the graveyard locking abilities or whatnot. This this lets the Abyss Dweller hit to, to 2,700. Or 2200, which is not groundbreaking. I guess you could get over those 2500 attackers. That's that's the leeway because the Abyss Dweller is 22, so then you can hit over that 
25, but then you still can't kill blue eyes, so there's limited use on how good that is. I guess you can get over, you know, you tie with the um, Vermilion Dragon Mech, so there's that. Black Ray Lancer is pretty much just like a sticky guy on the board, um, and you with the combo you use with the uh, Nightmare Shark, you're kind of going for not really using three materials to get their Black Ray Lancer out. But the Black Ray Lancer should get close to 3,000, but a little bit less. Overall, you know, it lets you cover a few more big guys, but not a, a blue eyes. So that's kind of the downside. It doesn't hit, let those guys hit over 3,000. I guess the Bahamut Shark's 26, so I guess 26 plus 500 is 3,100. It lets Bahamut Shark hit over um, a blue eyes, but... This is, um, you know, still far away from Territory of the Sharks. I can't see you playing Water XZs without that skill yet. So, no one's really going to play this, I don't think, unless um, Water XZs gets, um, I mean, Territory of the Sharks gets nerfed, and then the de the deck's kind of shot at that point. So, they might turn to a different skill. I don't know. Alright, Taya Gardner, DSOD. Magician Girl skill. So this was kind of like a passive tie that binds. So you get like 100 damage, 100 attack for each um, Magician Girl. Now it's 300. So this is a big buff, actually. So kind of like beatdown, like old school beatdown. Um, passive skill. Um, so if you have a full board, that's 900 for each Magician Girl. Two six hundred. That's still really good. Two six hundred, and one would just be three hundred. So, um, what what to say about this? Magician girls are not really a competitive deck, but they are a farming deck that you can win a game every so often. The farming deck is based off of Quintet Magician, and if you're playing Magician girls, you should be, you know, working towards that graveyard disposal to get Quintet Magician pop the board. Hit for game. That's pretty much the goal of the Magician Girl farm. And, um, you know, um, this really the impact of the skill is to use it for farming. Like, your farms get messed up sometimes, so this just gives your, guy, your, your girls more attack. And that prevents your opponent from hitting over them. And this just makes your Magician Girl farm a lot better. Now, if you're playing this competitively, the Chocolate Magician Girl, she hits, she she can hit over 2,500. So, this is this is a significant buff. Um, it makes the Magician Girls better, but it's not going to put them over the edge. But let's say you you're playing your farming deck, and then you get accidentally go into ranked duels. This gives you a shot to win. Like it, you know, I can't say you're going to win 50% of your games, but you know you will win some games with this skill. So um, just having the monsters, Magician Girls having more attack makes them more competitive instead of getting destroyed. And don't don't forget, like a lot of the Magician Girls, they do the half the mirror wall ability, if you will. They cut their monsters attack in half. So, you know, any any buff to attack will help them. This, this might make them a tier 4 deck. I don't really know. But mostly this is a farming thing. Um... Or Magician Girls. Alright, Scud. Got extra Pain buff. Extra Pain normally was 50 extra damage for each battle. That when you did battle damage. 
doesn't activate when your opponent has a thousand or less. Now it's just fifty more, so it's a hundred extra damage. Um, you know, there's a lot of burn cards around, but they're not like battle cards. So like, um, if it activated for every burn card, that would be a little more significant. But you're still conducting battles here. Um, you know, maybe like Luna Light Cat Dancer. I don't know. You're you're dealing like two hundred burn with each swipe with the Luna Light Cat Dancer, and extra pain. I don't know. Um, this doesn't help it a lot, frankly. Like this does. This shouldn't affect the amount of play that extra pain gets, just because it's more battling instead of you know, effect damage activation or anything like that. All right. So the last skill, I would say this is more of a nerf, if anything. One card wonder. So this was um, Kalen Kessler. You know, both Kalen Kessler skills, and. You know, your starting hand, you start off with one card, and then you start drawing two cards each draw phase instead of one. So this was a skill that wasn't played a lot, um, but it could get out of control with the right deck. You think about mass card draw decks into the void or whatever. Maybe bamboo. Ah, bamboo's a stretch. But, you know, into the void would help with that. So before, it was a deck with dark monsters. Now they just limit it to infernity. So... Now it reads, um, the skill will only activate if you be begin a duel with a deck that contains no other cards other than Infernity cards and cards that include Infernity in the card text. Now this excludes the extra deck, which lets you, you know, if you if you limit it to the extra deck, Infernities don't have anything in the extra deck, so um, their whole goal is to um, get into different plays that are not Infernity. So... Um, yeah, this has become more exclusive. Uh, instead of Dark Monsters, you're talking about Infernities. And this is kind of like to let things, prevent things from going out of control before they actually do. Now, what hurts this is you can only play Infernity cards. Infernities are kind of like an OTK stall-y deck. Stall, then OTK. And if you're doing OTK, you need some back row removal. So no Hatred Nades, no Cosmic Cyclones, no... MST, no Night Beams. You're losing all that here. Um, I think some of them used um, Heat Wave for, for a bit too. And then some stall components like Sphere Kribos or Battle and Boxer Veil or anything like that. You can't use them because they're not Infernity cards. So, yeah, they're going to have, they're using some other skill. They're not going to use One Card Wonder. Um, I don't know, maybe. I mean, it's hard to say like they're not going to use it. Like, you're restricting it to Infernity. But then you're cutting off generic good cards, so I I can't say that helps them a ton. Like they need a bigger play set to be competitive. If that's the case, right? So you know, generally these four nerfs are a bit underwhelming. I think the Magician Girls is probably the best one. Um, can help them become a tier four deck, maybe. Uh, be be aware of the Quintet Magician. Alright, so the next one, uh, next part is the PvE event, Kaitenjo Number Hunter. This is kind of like the character acquisition event for the second time. Probably, probably the last time. Like They usually run these events twice, and then they retire them to the gate. So if you do enjoy this event, go ahead. The unique thing about this event that they did is you get to play as Kaitenjo when you're fighting against a possessed duelist. 
Now, I must note that this does not count towards the 60 extra gems or whatever that they give you for beating your opponent with Galaxy Eyes Photon Dragon. So, um, you're actually going to have to do that yourself, and that doesn't count towards that. I would kind of wish it did, but didn't. Like, I haven't done it myself yet, so I'm kind of behind. But anyways, uh, they give you some Photon cards here. Photon Advancer, I don't know if it's like a core card or what, but uh, that was card they had last time yeah it's a core card if you look at king of games decks with galaxy photon this is a core card so you you definitely have to go for this card um the other ones are just kind of like gravy i mean you get the galaxy eyes photon dragon anyways the giga brilliant you've seen that sometimes in some decks um photon advancer you get it from this event thrashers from a box Van vanishers from a box Photon Lizards from a box. So yeah, um, that's really the only card worth getting here. But there are two new cards uh, here and a new skill, so let's discuss that. First one is an Xyz Monster number 34 Terabyte. Rank 3, Dark Machine, 3 level 3 monsters, 0 attack, 2900 defense. Once per turn, you can detach an Xyz material from this card to target one lower level 4 or lower attack position monster your opponent controls. Gain control of that until the end phase. So, so far in Duel Links, rank 3 Xyz has been pretty un underwhelming. 4 is really good. We saw a splash with some 2 uh, monsters. There's 6, of course. 8. Um, 3, not a whole lot going on. It, for a lower level thing, you could play around with not a lot going on. Terabyte, you could do some cool things. You steal monsters. And then you could also tribute them for other purposes. So this card, you gain control of a monster. So you could, any level 4 or lower attack position monster, I'm assuming this does, this does not count Xyz monsters, so this can't steal an Xyz monster because that's a rank instead of a level. But you could steal a synchro monster. And I guess they limit it to level 4, so you can't really OTK your opponent. But, you know, you could do some clever things with, like, enemy controller. You just take over that guy, and then you tribute that for another guy. So you kind of, like, steal two monsters in that process. Um, yeah, this is an interesting card for rank 3 XZs. Digital Bugs could use this card. Uh, they swarm pretty good with their monsters, so they're all level 3 as well. Uh, Wind-ups, another level 3. Um, Fire Fist, level 3. Samurai with Shania and Mizuho. I'm really digging deep here, but this shows that a level uh, rank three XC's play is not really a thing in dueling so far. Definitely gonna be a fit. This card's good for rank three XC's, but is there a deck worth playing it in? We don't know. It's a pretty good card, but limited to the poor state that rank three XC's is in right now. Alright, so the SR card is called Reverse Buster Light Fiend, level 4, 1500 attack, 0 defense. This card can only attack face down defense position monsters. If this card attacks, your opponent cannot activate stalls or traps until the end of the damage step. If this card attacks a face down defense monster at the start of the damage step, destroy that face down monster. This is a very um, limited card. Um, only attack one type of monster, face down defense. I guess that works with Book of Moon. 
but it can't swing at your opponent's face. It can't attack face up monsters, uh, attack position monsters. It can't attack face up defense. All that really hurts this card. Um, it does do an effect destruction on a set monster. This would have been very good in the stall meta because then they can't activate spells and traps. You hit something like this would have been really good against um, uh, sub terrors or something like the Gearjas, sub terrors, things that base themselves off set defense. But in any case, I guess this works well with Book of Moon, but that whole attack limitation on face down defense really, really makes this a niche card and not really worth it at all. Is a fiend though, but it's not going to be used in Resonator, so it's not good enough. Last thing about this event is a skill. We get a new kite skill ready to be defeated. Increase the attack of a thousand. Increase the attack by a thousand of one Galaxy Eyes XDs monster. Number of monsters included you control. That special summon this turn. Skill can be used once per duel. So if you're thinking about what to use here, um, Galaxy Eyes. Yeah, so in the typical, you know, Photon uh, deck, a Galaxy Eyes Photon Dragon's not an Xyz monster. Star Leech Lord Galaxion, which while part of it is not, you know, considered. Um, I considered of the archetype because this is Galaxy Eyes XC's monster. So the Star Leech doesn't count. And then Star Leech Paladynamo doesn't count either. So this only works with one card right now, from my knowledge, and that's Neo Galaxy Eyes Photon Dragon, which already at its base is 4,500 attack. And then this card, you can um, basically detach your opponent's XC's materials, and then you gain 500 attack for each attack. For each material. Now you're making this 5500 versus 4500, and this just is a very win more card. Like you're probably gonna win already, just by um, having the Neo Galaxy Ice Photon Dragon. Like this card won't have a problem hitting over things. Um, the 5500, sure, you can hit over a weak monster and win right away, but. You know, if you're playing Galaxy, you're going to play Galaxy Photon, which is the preferred play. It helps towards the whole setup of the um, construction of Galaxy Ice Photon Dragon. And then the, the Galaxy Ice Photon Dragon that you hit King of Games with doesn't even run Neo Galaxy Photon, Ice Photon Dragon. So, you know, this is a very win more uh, skill for an archetype that has a superior skill. It's very similar to um not kite. Sharks, you're getting on my nerves, which which just got buffed. Like there's a superior skill that helps towards the deck running smoothly and this is an extra skill, but it it falls behind helping the deck the archetype actually win games. So that's uh I meant to consider there. Alright, so the last thing I want to discuss today was the new Structure Deck EX that came out this week. It's called Rise of Gaia. And I don't know, like, Gaia has always intrigued me. 
at the same time, I have no interest in playing it. Like, I'm aware of various chaos archetypes that have existed. Um, there's some synergy with those cards and Gaia. Gaia also has some kind of like outside synergy with dragons and Dark Magician in some way, but... Yeah, it's just too many pieces and too tricky for me to figure out. But one of um, Yugi's signature monsters, given life in the TCG, you know, these cards, a lot of these cards never saw a light of day in the anime, but they've really uh, built on the character, which is pretty cool. But at the same time, I have no interest in playing it in duelings. The structure deck EX, like many others, comes with four um, new cards. They do give you 24 cards here um, with the extra deck, but some of these cards are pretty bad. Um, the new card, new card, Lord Gaia, the Fierce Knights from the Flames of the Heart box, the um, that was pretty forgettable box. Curse of Dragonfire's third appearance, Burning Nova Selection Box Volume 1, so probably got a lot of these cards. Hieratic Dragon of Esset. Infinite Ray and Rise and White Dra Dragon of Legend structure deck. So this is a card that's been in two structure decks already. Hieratic Dragon of Nebthet. Same thing. Infinite Ray and White Dragon of Legend structure deck. So third appearance there. Komori Dragon, not very useful. Celtic Guard of Noble Arms from Dark Dimension. Hieratic Dragon of Newit from Rise of Gaia. I mean, Dragonic Force structure deck, so another card that's been... That, that's not a bad thing, I guess. Um, Galloping Guy's new Gateway to Chaos. This is a Chaotic Compliance card and Master of Chaos structure deck. Refusion, fourth appearance of Refusion. This is a card that was in <laughs> Galactic Origins Selection Box Mini Volume 1 and Return of Red Eyes. Flash Fusion, Generation Next, Neos Fusion... Yeah, so this third appearance of this card. Gaia, the Magical Dragon Knight of Dragons is new. And Sky Galloping, Gaia, the Dragon Champion. Fourth appearance. Burning Nova, Selection Box Volume 1, Master of Chaos. Let's just go over the new cards. Soldier, Gaia, the Fierce Knight. Dark, level 8, Warrior, 2600 attack, 2100 defense. Quick effect. You contribute one Dragon Fusion Monster Special Summon this card from the hand. If this is special summoned, you can target one attack position monster on the field, change it to defense. You contribute this card at one level 7 or higher warrior monster from your deck to your hand, except for a soldier guy of the fierce knight. You can only use each effect once per turn. Interesting card. It's a hand trap. You swap it out with a fusion dragon monster, you cost it off. Special summon this. And then presumably the attacking monster gets switched to the fence. There's Pretty much um, you know, econing your opponent while swapping a monster with a fusion monster. I mean, your fusion monster with the Gaia monster. And then you get to tribute this card for any level 7 or higher warrior. And that fills any of the Gaia themed monsters. What's good about this card is you know, you could do a quick effect. Quick effects are a pretty strong ability because they can't get really get countered. So you're pretty much stopping attack and getting Sky on the board. Level 8 monster, so it works with other dragon monsters. Um, you know, like this could actually work with Blue Eyes. As they do use dragon fusion monsters, you don't really want to tribute that twin burst dragon. But something to consider. 
it's a level 8 monster. Gaia monsters are typically level 7. So, if there's some kind of combination of a level 8 dragon, you can open up rank 8 Xyz plays. Otherwise, the deck, you know, typically runs on fusions and uh, level 7 monsters. But this lets you have some flexibility with the level 8, rank 8 Xyz plays. And, you know, whatever tuners you have, you can mess around with, um, you know, level 9 synchro plays, for example. So, you know, overall quick effect card. Um, this this is a card you probably won't run a ton of in your deck. Um, but, you know, because you have to have, it's a little conditional. It's, you require that dragon fusion monster to be tributed. So that's that's a little bit of an obstacle. And this is a card you probably won't run a ton of it if this deck, this Gaia archetype comes good all of a sudden. The next card's pretty good, though. Gaia the Magical Knight. Level 7 Light Warrior, 2300 attack, 2100 defense. So it's the same stats as the old Gaia. This card's always treated as Gaia the Fierce Knight, okay? If you control no monsters and your opponent controls a monster with 2300 or more attack, you can normal summon this card without tributing. If this card is normal or special summoned, you can special summon one level 5 dragon monster from your hand or graveyard in defense. You can only use this effect once per turn. There's a specific combo here. And this is a reimagined form of Gaia the Fierce Knight. It's got the same stat line, except it comes out, you know, normal summon. So it's pretty solid. We've seen other Gaia monsters, like charging Gaia the Fierce Knight, where they have to lose like half their attack. Some of them have to lose like stars and levels and things like that, and that messes it up. This is pretty much the superior version of Gaia the Fierce Knight. So you normal summon it for 2300 and that's a huge beater like if you have no monsters that happens a lot your opening turn and or your opponent has monster of 2300 or more attack so this could actually ramp up even if you have a monster on the board so you can kind of set up a level 7 I mean rank 7 uh Xyz play for example with this card you could special summon the other Gaia and then use this one normal summon um now, there's a specific combo here, and that's with Curse of Dragonfire, which is a, not a new card, but Curse of Dragonfire is a level 5 dragon, so normal summon or special summon this, and then you could play Curse of Dragonfire from your hand or graveyard for free. That card is special summoned. You pop a field spell, so there's a chance you can pop Necro Valley or any other good field spell your opponent has. I think about what else, like... The Aroma Garden, no, that's a that's a continuous spell, I think. Uh, Harpy's Hunting Grounds could get popped no matter what. Triamids, maybe, I don't know. But this can, you know, knock out an opponent's field spell. And then with Curse of Dragonfire, you can actually fuse the monsters. It's like a contact fusion-based card, so you don't have to use any fusion card. You could just use Curse of Dragonfire and Gaia the Magical Knight. And then you can get off your um, Sky Gallop and Gaia the Dragon Champion or Gaia the Magical Dragon Knight of Dragons. So Gaia the Magical Knight works wonders with Curse of Dragonfire. Now, there's another card in this box that works with the, that combo. That's the field spell Gallop and Gaia. Your opponent cannot activate cards or effects during the battle phase while Gaia the Dragon Champion is in your monster zone. You can activate one of the following effects. You can reveal Gaia the Fierce Knight monster in your hand, add a level 5 dragon from your deck to your hand. 
or you can reveal one level 5 dragon in your hand, add a guy of the Fierce Knight monster from your deck to your hand. Yeah. Tutor. You reveal Gaia, you tutor Curse of Dragonfire, you reveal Curse of Dragonfire, you, you tutor Gaia the Magical Knight. So this maximizes consistency uh, for that specific combo. That's pretty cool. You could just get Galloping Gaia, Summon Gaia, I mean, tutor Curse of Dragon, and then you do a combo. It's really good. And then you do your fusion play. Um, yeah, so Galloping Gaia specifically works for that. There's also an ability in the beginning of the text. Your opponent can't activate cards or effects during the battle phase when your guy, the Dragon Champion, is in the monster zone. So any of your fusion guys get a buff, kind of like become Ancient Gear monsters, where they kind of go through the battle phase undeterred. So this helps towards your bottom line here. Now the last card is from the extra deck, Gaia the Magical Knight of Dragons. Level 7 Wind Dragon Fusion of Gaia the Fierce Knight Monster and a level 5 Dragon, 2600 attack, 2100 defense. This card's name becomes Gaia the Dragon Champion when on the field. You can only use each effect once per turn. During the main phase, quick effect, target one card on the field. This card loses exactly 2600 attack if it does destroy that card. Uh, when this card destroys an opponent's monster by battle, you can make this card gain 2600 attack. It's a very interesting card. Uh, has two abilities. One, make it lose all its attack, and then you can destroy one card in the field. Quick effect. So, pretty good because it's a quick effect, and then your opponent can't counter it. It's a target ability, though, so let's say they have a uh, Archfiend's uh, Call, it won't get hit. Now, this card's got zero attack, but but then you can use the Soldier Guy of the Fierce Knight and um, you know counter your opponent's play. So it's it's kind of the goal here. You're kind of using up this guy's attack to get that hand trap off. Now, alternatively, this card can destroy an opponent's monster by battle. It's gonna become fifty two hundred attack, and with that extra attack, you can kind of swing for game with the Spiral Spear Strike, would do some piercing damage. Or you can use the extra reserves um, to negate more stuff, I guess. <laughs> so, it, you know, you have an extra charge to quick effect and destroy stuff. Um, yeah, you can only use it once per turn, but then you'll still have like 2,600 attack left, right? Yeah. Um, that's it. So the Gaia cards, um, they have various quick effects. Um, the Gaia the Magical Knight really is the uh, main card. Um, that combo of the Curse of Dragonfire and into the Contact Fusion is pretty good play. Um, I don't think this is going to make the meta by any means, but you know, I could be surprised. We have seen you know, various boxes make things pretty good. Um, we'll see. Alright, so upcoming news... Late June, Duel Links Mission Research, new SR card, Big Belly Knight. Late June, Clear Mind, Antonomy, new skill, have Synchro, among with other new cards to help strengthen the TG archetype. Late June, Raid Duel, Giant Grinder, obtain Quattro. And well, we haven't gotten the news yet for next month. Um, so stay tuned for that. That's it for the podcast. Thanks for listening. Listen and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, 
Check out the podcast and more at the website, thedualassessment.wordpress.com. Email me if anything at thedualassessment at gmail.com. Or you could follow me on Twitter at dual underscore assessment or my own account at Green Ranger Season. All right. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.